Chapter Thirteen of Stories of King Arthur and His Knights. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joy Chan. Stories of King Arthur and His Knights by U. Waldo Cutler. Chapter Thirteen, The Knight, the Lady, and the Falcon. And Sir Launcelot by fortune came to a fair castle. And as he passed by, he was ware of a falcon that came flying over his head toward a high elm. As the bird flew into the tree to take her perch, the long lines about her feet caught on a bow, and when she would take flight again, she hung fast by the legs. Sir Launcelot saw how the fair falcon hung there, and he was sorry for her. Meanwhile came a lady out of the castle and cried aloud, O Launcelot! Launcelot, as thou art the flower of all knights, help me to get my hawk. I was holding my hawk, and she slipped from me, and if my lord, my husband, knows that she is lost, he will slay me. What is your lord's name? said Sir Launcelot. Sir, said the lady, his name is Sir Philot, a knight of Northgalus. Well, fair lady, said Launcelot, since ye know my name, and request me as a courteous knight to help you, I will do what I may to get your hawk. And yet truly I am an ill climber, and the tree is passing high, with few bows to cling to. Thereupon Sir Launcelot alighted, and tied his horse to the elm. Then the lady helped him to unarm, and with might and force he climbed up to the falcon. He tied the lines to a great rotten branch, brake it off, and threw it and the hawk down. Anon the lady gat the hawk in her hand, and thereupon came Sir Philot suddenly out of the grove, all armed and with his naked sword in his hand. He called up to Sir Launcelot and said, O knight, now have I found thee as I would. And he stood at the foot of the tree to slay him. Ah, lady, said Sir Launcelot, why have ye betrayed me? She hath done, said Sir Philot, but as I commanded her, there is no help for it, thine hour is come, and thou must die. It was shame unto thee, said Sir Launcelot, for thee, an armed knight, to slay an unarmed man by treason. Thou gettest no other grace, said Sir Philot, therefore help thyself if thou canst. Alas, said Sir Launcelot, that ever knight should die weaponless. Then he looked above and below him, and saw a big leafless bow. This he broke off, then he climbed down with it in his hand, and, observing how his horse stood, he suddenly leapt down to the ground on the farther side of the horse from the knight. Then Sir Philot lashed at him eagerly, thinking to slay him. But Sir Launcelot put away the stroke with the branch, and then with it gave Sir Philot such a blow on one side of the head, that he fell down in a swoon to the ground. Then Sir Launcelot took his sword out of his hand, and struck his head from his body. "'Alas!' cried the lady, "'why hast thou slain my husband?' I am not the cause, said Sir Launcelot, for with falsehood ye would have slain me by treason, and now it is fallen on you both. Thereupon Sir Launcelot gat all his armour as well as he might, and put it on for fear of further attack, since the knight's castle was so near. As soon as he might he took his horse, and, thanking God that he had escaped that adventure, he went on his adventures over many wild ways, through marsh and valley and forest. At Pentecost he returned home, and the king and all the court were passing glad of his coming. 
and ever now and now came all the knights back, those that had encountered with Sir Launcelot, those he had set free from prison, and all those that knew of his great deeds of arms. And they all bear record of Sir Launcelot's prowess. So at that time he had the greatest name of any knight of the world, and most he was honoured of high and low. End of chapter 13